Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Yeah, I Said It. Oh, excuse me. It's not Yeah, I Said It. It's the Steelers' burning question. I want to apologize for that. I'm so used to doing Yeah, I Said It. And speaking of Yeah, I Said It, I want to plug the show that I did last night with Ian Whetstone, uh, Steel City Insider. Fantastic interview on the salary cap. And on the difficulty it will take to sign Bud Dupree, given the, the salary cap limitations and the machinations and the moves that the Steelers can make going into the last year of the CBA. So make sure you dig into that. We did that show last night. It was fantastic. You might have to turn a little bit up because Ian's audio levels were a little bit low. So uh, make sure you do that, though, and enjoy that interview. And, and during that interview, maybe you want to jump into – the burning question. Now, let me read the burning question here. And before I read that burning question, I want to tease a little bit. I want to lay back just a little bit and thank all of you guys for jumping into the live chat prior to the show. And I might do that moving forward. I might make you guys patiently wait, uh, kind of put the title up so to, to get you guys kind of ready for the show to start. And the title of the show or the burning question for this week is should the Steelers let Bud Dupree walk. Before I get into that, I want to give a big shout out to my co-host, Jeff Hartman. I also want to give a big shout out to the Oracle of the website, Dave Schofield. I want to give a shout out to who's bad? Brian Anthony Davis, hashtag Mr. 2AM. also want to give a big shout out to Tony Defio. And I want to ask you guys, how do you guys like the new nickname that I came for or that I created for Mr. 3rd and 5th? Mr. Gummy Richards. And if you don't know what Mr. Gummy Richards, let's just say Mr. Third and Fifth threw a bag of Gummy Richards to his baby mama last week in an altercation. Mr. Gummy Richards. But the reason I wanted to chime in and echo back sort of to the interview that I did with Ian last night, again, thank you for Ian Whetstone for breaking down the cap for us, is just that question, should the Steelers let Bud Dupree walk? And when I talk about ball players, if you are familiar with the show and have listened to me talk about the three Ps, that's pedigree, production, and pay, that's how I like to evaluate a player. And so, but I want to, I want to uh, add another P to this um, and that's pain because we talked about it yesterday on the program that there is some pain associated with creating the cap space to retain Bud Dupree. And the question with Bud Dupree and the whole question of should the Steelers let Bud Dupree walk, the question is, is the pain to clear the cap space for him to possibly tag him, is it worth the pain? And, and the pain is you may lose Mark Barron. Mark Barron had his struggles, I think, during the season. But I think now that you've got this defense in a place where it is a dominant unit, maybe you don't want to lose Mark Barron. You might potentially have to use Vance McDonald. If you lose Vance McDonald, Maybe you have to lose Nick Vanette as well, and you're left with the second-year player as you're only tied in on the roster. Anthony Ciccolo is a player I think everybody would agree that you could cut. 
Ramon Foster, $4 million in terms of cap savings if you waive him. Maybe if you don't uh, set aside the franchise tag for Alvin Bud Dupree, maybe you can keep Foster. We're also talking about Jordan Berry, Daniel McCullers, and a valuable backup lineman in Tyson Alulu, who played very well last year. I believe his PFF grade was about 85. So you're talking about 25 million there. And when we talked about it last night on the interview that I did with Ian, uh, Ian talked about that the Steelers might have to create 35 million in cap space to tag Dupree, as well as to potentially bring back your restricted free agents in Filer, uh, Barron, and Mike Hilton, and potentially give a contract to B.J. Finney, as well as sign your rookie class. So you're talking about 35 to $40 million in cap savings that you would have to create. So that's why I get back to this question. Should the Steelers let Bud Dupree walk? Is the pain worth the production is the pain that you would have to do to get to that cap savings to bring him back. Is it worth it? Now, one other thing, and I don't want to give it all away, but Ian brought up a very interesting thing when it comes to uh, the position of outside linebacker. I think we all agree that TJ Watt has to get a long-term contract. I think we all agree that T.J. Watt is worth backing up the Brinks truck. Like T.J. Watt is not a one-hit wonder. And that's another question, is how confident as Steeler fans are you that Bud Dupree was not a one-year wonder? And we're going to go into the numbers to compare T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree. So I think it's a difficult question. I don't think it's one that's simple to ascertain an answer to, but... It's a question that the Steelers are going to face. Now, the point that Ian brought up in the interview yesterday, to make sure, again, you check out that interview that I did last night on Yeah, I Said It with Ian Whetstone of Steel City Insider, capologist, cap extraordinaire. Let's imagine that the Pittsburgh Steelers signed Bud Dupree to a long-term contract. I think we all agree that after this season, T.J. Watt's going to get a long-term deal. Now. Do you want to allocate $40 million in cap to two outside linebackers? Now, the thought is that the cap is going to raise to about $200 million. Let's say it raises 6%, uh, another 6%, and it goes to about $210, $215 uh, by the time that T.J. Watt is available uh, to, to get a long-term deal. Do you want to allocate roughly 20% of your cap and my numbers could be off, but do you want to allocate 20% of your cap to the outside linebacker position? Can you afford to do that? Is it a case where if you allocate that much cap resource to that position that you compromise the rest of your team? And like Ryan Kellerman said, TJ is getting paid. TJ is getting the back, the Brinks truck backed up to his house. In fact, TJ is going to get so much money that TJ is going to possibly get the highest contract ever for a defensive player. Why? Because it's a high-value position. You get sacks, and his production is outrageous, and it has been from day one. Now, all of this, you have to weigh against production. 
And, and, and that's one thing that Ian, I thought, expertly brought out in the interview is that when you come to making cap decisions, it's not about cap maneuvering, cap minutia, all this different stuff. It's about player evaluation. And does that make sense when it comes to paying players? So just easily, it comes down to you pay players that you value. But you have to get the player evaluation right. Now, when you look at Bud Dupree, and, and I want to I want to pop up some Bud Dupree numbers here. And, and, and I want to give you those numbers. And after I give you the numbers, I, I want you to answer the question in the live chat of whether it's worth all the pain. Should the Steelers go through the pain to retain Alvin Bud Dupree? And also, if they do and sign him to a long-term contract, and I know what the owner has said, that they that that's their highest priority, and I know that's what the coach has said, but you have to determine before that, is he a one-hit wonder? And when you look at his numbers, his rookie season, four sacks. 2016, four and a half sacks. 2017, six sacks. 2018, five and a half sacks. And a breakout year in 2019 and his contract year in 11 and a half sacks. Now, I broke down those numbers a little bit more. And on average, he's averaging, uh, as I look at the number here, he is averaging 6.3 sacks per season. His high year was last year at 11 and a half. So in the first four years, and so his career total was 31 and a half. In his first four years, he got 20.5 sacks, 20 and a half sacks, which was 63 and a half percent of his tack total. Last year, the 11 and a half represented 37 and a half or 36 and a half percent of his total sack total. That's called a one year wonder, in my opinion. When almost 40 percent of your sack total comes in one season. To me, that's a one year wonder now. When you juxtapose that against T.J. Watt, the numbers are very different. Uh, first of all, T.J. Watt's numbers are, are just a lot higher than Bud Dupree's. The level of production and the difference that he makes in games is very different than Bud Dupree. In fact, when you look at T.J. Watt and you compare him to Bud Dupree, it's just a different caliber of player. T.J. Watt has been a better player than Bud Dupree from day one, snap one. And, and it's absolutely no comparison. You know, as I bring up T.J.'s numbers here, in T.J.'s first season, seven sacks. So if you compare the two, the seven sacks that T.J. had in his first season were more than Bud Dupree had in his first four, in any of his first four years before he had the breakout season of 11 and a half. So in 2017, TJ had seven sacks. Last in 2018, he had 13, and last year he had 14 and a half. And he's first team all pro in everything this year. On top of the 14 and a half sacks, eight pass defense, and two picks, and eight forced fumbles. So in TJ Watt's first three seasons, he has 34 and a half sacks. It took him three seasons to get three more sacks than Bud Dupree has had in five seasons. 
Now, when the coaches evaluate the two players, they aren't just going to look at numbers. They understand scheme. They understand what Bud Dupree was asked to do. But, I mean, when you look at the numbers, there's just no comparison. TJ is averaging 11 and a half sacks a season. Bud Dupree is averaging six and a half. He's averaging five more sacks per season than Bud Dupree. So you know, to Ian's point, TJ is going to command roughly, you know, 17 million. And let me let me pull up the the this this the Steelers cap situation. And I want to pull up the outside linebacker position in terms of positional spending. And over the cap does a fantastic job in, in terms of that. And, uh, and as I pull that up, and if you look at the outside linebacker position, so if you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers on the outside linebacker position, or just a linebacker position, they're spending 31 Million. They allocated $31 million in cap space. A team that is allocating more are the Bears, $46 million in cap space. So the question for the Steelers moving forward, and the Broncos are another team, $43 million in cap space to that position. The Cardinals, $40 million in cap space to that position. So you have to ask yourself the question, is it worth allocating that much cap space to the position. And so that makes it very difficult when it comes to making this decision on should the Steelers let Bud Dupree walk. From a cap perspective, they should let him walk. That is too much money, in my opinion, to allocate to the position. Now, if that would that would change if Bud Dupree's production looked like TJ Watts. And I would say you roll out the Brinks truck for both because the impact of two guys, edge rushers, getting 14 and a half sacks is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous if you had two guys on your defense getting four sacks. I mean, that would just be incredible. Your defense would be fantastic. You would wreak havoc. I mean, you would just really get after teams consistently. But Bud Dupree isn't that level of player. You know, Bud Dupree is a guy, like we said, when we looked at the numbers, Bud Dupree is a guy that only averaged six and a half sacks. And this is a guy that T.J. Watt has consistently outperformed. So I say all this to say simply, it shouldn't be this hard. Like, it shouldn't be this hard for me to figure out if I want to back up the Brinks truck and give you a boatload of money. It shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this hard at all. It should be simply, yeah, I want to pay this dude. It should be a no-brainer. You know, for me to give you all that money, it, it, it should be like, oh, yeah, I, I want to give him all that money. There should be no angst. There should be no, uh, uh maybe, yeah, yeah 
No, there should be no angst. And I'm looking at Khalil Mack's number. That Khalil Mack's average contract per year is $23.5 million. He got $90 million guaranteed and, and 60 of that fully guaranteed. Now, if you look at Khalil Mack's cap hit, Khalil Mack's cap number, and that's because they, the way they did the contract, Khalil Mack's cap number was 20. It will, uh, let me tell you what it will be. In 2020, it'll be $26 million a year. 2021, 26. 2022, 27. 2023, 25. And in 2024, 23. So if you allocate, let's just say, $25 million in cap space to TJ Watt, you can't allocate another 17 or 18 to Alvin Bud Dupree. You just can't do it. I don't think they can afford to do it. And with that being said, you know, now that we go back to this question of should they let him walk, they should absolutely let him walk. I, I just don't think that for one year of production and to retain him for one season on the tag, knowing that you have to back the Brinks truck out for T.J. Watt, there is no way in the world that I think they should cut all of the players that we mentioned and really compromise their team to sign Alvin Bud Dupree. I, I think, you know, and looking at the players, there are some cuts that I think they should make. I mean, I, I, absolutely. I mean, there are some guys that need to be cut when I look at that list. Chicolo is a guy that I think you could cut. I think Ramon Foster is a guy that I think you could cut. In my opinion, I think they should let Alvin Bud Dupree walk. They should cut Chicolo. They should cut Ramon Foster. And they should cut Jordan Berry. If you, and they should cut Daniel McCullers. So if you cut Chicolo and Foster, that's $9 million. You add Barry, that's another $2 million. That's $11 million. You cut Daniel McCullers, that's another 1.5. We're going to round it up to 12 million. You cut those four guys. You sign BJ Finney. You offer Hargrave a contract. You bring back all your restricted free agents. And you go out and you bolster this roster. So I was going to say bolster. I didn't, I, you know, that's my Pittsburgh accent, bolster. Uh, I say bolster. Uh, I say bolster, bolster. You know, you know how I sound. One, five, two, three, three. I say you cut those four players and you fortify the roster. You keep Vance because you don't have a tight end solution. You keep Vance, and that way, by cutting those four players, you bring back Finney. You let him play guard next to Pouncey. You bring back Filer. Bam! Your offensive line is intact with an old guy coming back at the quarterback position that might be fragile. You, you, so, you, so your offensive line is set, and I think it gives you some, some room to go out and sign free agents. I would let Alvin Bud Dupree walk. So my answer is yes, let him walk. I think the Steelers should let him walk. I do not think that the Steelers should sacrifice their roster for Bud Dupree because I know that they cannot afford to have two bookend outside linebackers 
that may cost potentially $40 million or more on the salary cap. I don't think the Steelers will do that, and they have not done that in the past. So that's my answer to the question. So let me look in the live chat. And again, if you guys want to uh, participate in the program, please like the program. Hit me with a like. If you want to get involved with the Super Chat feature, hit the dollar sign at the bottom. Um, and so, and I might leave this for some other guys to talk about because Robert Dosh, oh, excuse me, Robert Doc Holiday 66 Sattler said uh, that Hargrave is a more important player than Dupree. I don't want to touch that yet. I don't want to touch that yet. But what I will say is, I think he's been more consistent. So, low key blunt. And because there's cursing, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show it anyway. He said, "Let Bud Dupree walk is BS talk." Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. I mean, look at Bud Dupree's numbers. You know, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want this to. I don't want there to be angst when I'm making this decision. This decision shouldn't be hard. Now, if you ask me, so let me let me ask this. Let me answer it this way. If I asked you guys, is it worth cutting Mark Barron, Vance McDonald, Anthony Ciccolo, Ramon Foster, Jordan Berry, Daniel McCullers, and Tyson Alulu to keep T.J. Watt? Emphatically, all of you guys would say, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And big up to Chris Richards. Thank you for the super chat. Agree with Lance, but the team says he is a priority. I mean, you know how Dr. Dre and them used to say, you know, like when they did the chronic, hell yeah. That's my little West Side, you know, my little L.A. West Side accent. Yes, absolutely. You wouldn't hesitate. There'd be no hesitation in your voice. You'd be like, oh, yeah, cut all them dudes for TJ. Cut them all. Because TJ, I mean, I mean, I don't know what the career sack leader is for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it's about 70, somewhere around there. I, I, I think Debo, I think James Harrison is the career sack leader. But, you know, I mean, you got a young player that's averaging 11 and a half sacks a season. You're like, yeah, Bud Dupree. You look at his numbers. You know, 31 and a half sacks over five seasons. First time he got double-digit sacks were in his fifth season. So if I said that and didn't try to bring any minutia into the argument and I said, do you want to cut Baron McDonald, Chickalo Foster, Barry McCullers, and Tyson Alulu for a guy that averages six and a half sacks and had his first double-digit sack year in season five? You'd say, hell no. Nah. I mean, that's what you would say. That's what you would say. The argument is pretty much that simple. There is no way you would just sign on to the fact that uh, yeah, man, we, yeah, he's worth that. He's not worth the pain. Let me jump into the comment of Mr. Olivares. He said, Bud's been applying pressure every year and finally breaks through and now cut him. It's not a cut. It's just not a re-sign. Isn't that what we're hoping he would become? Yes, but you were hoping that it would become earlier, that it's just the timing of the situation as well. The timing isn't good. They're up against the cap. They are going to have to sign T.J. Watt. It's a timing in all of this that he should have flashed as a player earlier. 
Had he flashed as a player earlier and put up better numbers and stats, we wouldn't even be having this question. And, and juxtaposed against T.J. Watt does not help him. T.J. Watt has outplayed, outperformed, out everything him. And now where they're at, you got to make that decision. And Justin Rock, they can't trade some of these players for draft picks. So, you know, I, I think the timing is wrong. Uh, you know, let me let me answer the question for Donald Nolan. He said, looking at all the guys you named, Lance, who is worthy of keeping over Bud? So individually, you might, I would probably say none of these guys. But you have to look at the totality of the list in Baron, McDonald, Chickalo, Foster, Barry, McCullers, and Alulu, and ask, how does it leave your team if you don't have any of those players? So if you don't have Barron, you don't have a sub-package inside linebacker. If you don't have Vance McDonald, you don't have a good tight end on the roster. Vinette's not a good player, and the rookie is not a good player. Chickalo, you can lose. Ramon Foster? He's your starting guard. You have B.J. Finney, but unfortunately, B.J. Finney is an unrestricted free agent. So if you lose both of them, you don't have a starting guard. You lose Jordan Berry. I think he's replaceable, but you don't have a starting punter. McCullers, you can lose. Tyson Alulu, you don't have depth at the defensive line position, and he played fantastic football in the absence of Stephon Tewitt, who's off injured. So you know you need depth at the position. So individually, none of these guys is better than Bud Dupree, but they all bring value. And the question is, is the combined value of all of these players worth more than Alvin Bud Dupree? And I say yes, and that's why you should let Alvin Bud Dupree walk. Had Alvin Bud Dupree, because we called him Dud for years, that was, that was his name on the show. It was Dud Dupree for years. It just became Stud this year. No way you keep Vinette over Vance. No way, no way, no way. Uh, and to Ron Chess's question, I'm not saying Alu is more valuable than Bud Dupree individually. But where would that defense have been last year? had they not had Alu as a backup to Stefan Tui. So it's the combined, it's the combined value of those players against Bud Dupree. And so Ron says, no, it's not, Lance. You're wrong. Uh, Bud Dupree was used different by coaches. I could be wrong, but I, I tend to agree with Aaron Hoffmaster, 531-171, bingo, Lance. I think I'm right. I think I'm right now. I'm, I'm humble enough to admit when I'm wrong. In fact, I did an entire show of what I got wrong. And I and I welcome you guys to listen to that show. I thought it was a funny show. But it's just a, a case of is the does the player warrant it? I don't think so. And the timing is bad. Can you allocate 40 plus million to the outside linebacker position? And particularly that potentially lose all these players that I listed. And, you know, where does that leave you? Where does that leave this defense? So in my opinion, I think you let him walk. 
You retain some of the players on that list. You have the opportunity to get people in free agency because if you cut all those guys and create the space to do everything that Ian talked about, retain your restricted free agents, tag Bud Dupree, and sign your rookie class, you have no room for free agency. And we know that the Steelers need help on the offensive side of football. So I, I think the prudent move is to let him go, let him walk, bring back Finney, cut Foster. So you bring back Finney, you bring back Filer. So your starting offensive line next year is, I mean, you know, I mean, you know who it is. I mean, you got number 78, you got the Castro, you got Pouncey, you'd have Finney, you'd have Filer. So it'd be Villanueva, it would be Finney, it would be Pouncey, it would be DeCastro and Filer. Great offensive line, in my opinion. Great offensive line there. So, and it would allow you to go out to free agency and get some free agents. So I don't think that Bud Dupree, over the course of his tenure in the Pittsburgh Steelers, has played well enough for the pain that you have to incur to keep him. Now, all of this could be a moot point, as we talked about yesterday in the interview, if there is a collective bargaining agreement. And because of the 30% rule, and if you guys want to know more about that, listen to the interview with Ian Whetstone that I did last night. The 30% rule, the last year of the CBA is really impacting the Steelers. So if you want to retain Bud Dupree and potentially not cut all of those players, Pray for a new collective bargaining agreement. And if they get a new collective bargaining agreement, they can push people's future money out and do some of the things that they've done in the past. I'm all for it. I am operating under the fact that I don't think they'll have a CBA. So if they don't, you've got to let Bud Dupree walk. You just got to. I do not think he has played well enough to warrant the pain that it will cause the roster to retain him and potentially only retain him one season. That's the thing. It's one season. I do not feel like the Steelers will allocate 40 million in cap space to that position group. Because of that, you really can't do it for one season. Let me say that again. 40 million in cap to the outside linebacker position. We all know that T.J. Watt's getting the Brinks truck. So do you want to cut those players to have him for one season? I say no. I absolutely say no. But with that, we're going to conclude the program. want to thank you guys for rocking out with me. Big swath for brunch. It's brunch in the West Coast. That's why I call it. And, and thank you for listening to the interview last night that I did with Ian Whetstone as he broke down the cap. Make sure you guys check that out. Hey, man, thank you. Thank you for rocking with us in this offseason. My picks for the weekend are Chefs and 49ers. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Big up to all the 49er fans, the faithful. Big up to my wife, one of the biggest faithful fans out there. So I want to hope all, all luck in the world to 49er fans. Bang, bang, Niner gang. So I think the Super Bowl will be the 49ers versus Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chefs. But with that, we're going to conclude the program. And as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.